Welcome to the Daily Naked Pair Podcast, brought to you by Rocco Blue, the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. Hello, Naked Parent Nation, and welcome to today's episode of the Naked Parent Podcast. My name is Chad Ratliff, and I'm your host. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about managing stress. If you identify with the need to manage stress, you're not going to want to miss this conversation today. But before I introduce you to our guest today, I want to start by sharing our community's preamble. Naked Parent Nation is a worldwide community of parents raising children with all kinds of needs. We come together to share our naked truth, support our fellow parents, and inspire the inner growth that each of us needs to build the life and family of our dreams. For the parents that are struggling, we want you to know that we will love you until you can love yourself. For your children, we pray and send power from our collective group. As we come to understand our divine nature, we realize that there's no need to feel sorry for ourselves, be angry, or feel lack. We come to understand that our feelings of limitation and separation are only in our minds. Through self-realization, we expand our consciousness so that it, the challenges that perplex us today dissipate one by one until we're able to see and experience gratitude and beauty in everything just as it is. We have the power to create any kind of life we want for ourselves and our families. We do this by living in the naked present moment, one day at a time. Esther and Jerry Hicks call this the science of deliberation. We call it the answer to all of our prayers. Let us continue our journeys as individuals and parents with a short breathing exercise and meditation before we get to the show today. So as usual, sit up straight with a straight spine and you can close your eyes if you'd like and raise your gaze to that space between your eyebrows. And today we're going to start with a double exhalation. So, and then deep breath in and clench your fists and tighten your muscles and hold your breath. Hold it, hold it, and exhale, and release the stress. And we're going to do that again. Inhale through your nostrils and tighten your fists, clench your muscles. Hold your breath. And then exhale, relax. We're going to do that one more time. Inhale through your nostrils, clench your fists and hold, tighten your muscles. Hold your breath. Hold it. And then release and relax. And then just inhale through your nose and exhale. Relax. Feel that peace.
I want to read a short affirmation for us as you just sit there in that peaceful place. You have the abilities within you to create the life of your dreams. It's just a matter of focusing your creative mind in the right direction. You have the abilities within you to create the life of your dreams. It's just a matter of focusing your creative mind in the right direction. And then one more time. You have the abilities within you to create the life of your dreams. It's just a matter of focusing your creative mind in the right direction. And then just sit there with that. Let's go through a short body scan just to keep the focus on our bodies and the sensations that we feel and become in tune with. Our present moment. Start by focusing on your left foot. Is it numb? Does it tingle? Can you feel your toes? Can you feel the space between the toes? Move to your ankle, your left ankle. Up to your calf. around to your shins and up to your left knee. To your left hamstring. Is it tight? Is it relaxed? See if you can relax your hamstring around to your quadricep, and over to your right foot. To your right ankle. Up to your calf. Can you feel your calf wrap around to your shin and then follow it up to your knee and over the top of your knee to your quadricep and see if you can relax your quadricep just 10% more around to your hamstring to your pelvis,
your stomach. Follow that up to your sternum. And then over to both shoulders. Can you feel both shoulders? Is it cool? Warm? Does it tingle? And then follow it down your arms on both sides to your biceps. Around to your triceps. Across your elbows. To your forearms. Into your fingers. And without moving, can you feel your thumb in each of your fingers and that space between? And then up to the back of your neck, in the back of your head, to the top of your head. Can you feel your brain, your nose, your cheeks? Can you smile? And then I'll read it one more time. You have the abilities within you to create the life of your dreams. It's just a matter of focusing your creative mind in the right direction. Then exhale. So this is one way that I've learned to manage my stress. And I'm excited to introduce you to Megan Ruffin, who is going to join the discussion about managing stress. She's calling in from Texas. Welcome to the show, Megan. Hello, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. From just our short conversation in the beginning of the show, you said you had two children? Yes, 11 and fixing to be eight. All right, and are either of them on the spectrum or with Unique needs, we say, neurodiverse. My oldest son, Nathan, is on the autism spectrum. And my soon-to-be eight-year-old was uh, diagnosed with ADHD. And how early did you see signs that maybe things were going down a slightly different path? Well, since Nathan was my first, I really didn't know what to look for. So it took me a lot longer. He would do odd things here and there, you know, get attached to hard objects instead of soft objects. Um, He would lick like the windows because they were cold, lick the fridge. And one thing was he would line up all of his toys, all of his cars in a row. Mm. And then one day he was, we were visiting my best friend in San Angelo and He was taking his head and rubbing it up against the carpet and he had his butt in the air. And she goes, 
have you ever thought about getting him tested? He was about two at this age. I was like, no, why? And she goes, I think he's showing signs of autism. I think he might be on the spectrum. And I was like, no, he's not on the spectrum. But then once she said that, I mean, at first I was like, how dare you? You know, my kid is fine, you know, but just from that moment was just like, well, maybe I should. Because then from that moment, I started focusing on his growth and milestones and what to expect. And I'm just like, something's a little off. So we got him tested at two. The doctor said, yep, he is definitely on the spectrum. He had delayed speech. I mean, he just started talking in sentences when he was, I want to say, nine. But it was more of pointing out the obvious and statements of what he wanted versus having like a full conversation. I see. How did that conversation go? You said it's your best friend. So yes, Yes. I mean, I was just like, okay, yeah, I'll look into it. Did it hurt your feelings? Yes, it did. It really did in a weird, odd way. You know, like, oh, my child is different. She's saying my child's different. But yeah, after that moment, it was kind of just like, okay, I need to look further into this. It was an eye opener that she is the one that caught it before I did. (laughs) Yeah, that's very common from people I've spoken with. And I just think it's really amazing to have friends like that. that That'll tell you the truth or what they're thinking. Yes. Because it's not, I mean, it's probably not the thing that friends want to tell their friends. Yeah, well, I've I've known her for a very long time since we were in the second grade. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> sounds like you looked into it right away and you got information back fairly quickly yes. after the conversation. Yes. And so then what was your path from there? What were the next steps? The next steps was getting him into school. Once he turned three, we had uh, went down and filled out the application for early intervention program. Uh, IEP program. And yeah, then he started going to preschool, started getting him into that routine. To me, it it was kind of weird for my child, my small little three-year-old going to school. You know, usually you think, oh, he's going to turn five. And then that's whenever he starts going to school. But, you know, um, I'm just so grateful to all of the doctors and everything for guiding us and explaining and telling us all the resources and stuff for us to look into. So you had a good experience. Yes, I did. Yeah. I mean, when I first found out when, when she first told me about autism, I did not know a thing about it, a thing, you know? So then you have all this anxiety and worry and everything else that goes with that. Like she had told us that, you know, there are things that he is going to be slow at things that he's not going to progress at, but that's just a learning thing throughout the whole 11 years is what can he do, but try not to focus on what he can't do. You celebrate all the milestones and all the little accomplishments. So therefore he can grow and, you know, experience everything. Do you feel like you had any kind of a mourning process or a depression or anything that came 
To be honest, you know, I, I did feel everything, but it didn't really settle in yet. My focus was, okay, he's on the autism spectrum. These are the things I need to do. And that's what I focused on, you know, but during throughout the years, you know, when I had my hard, my hard times and he had his hard times, but yeah, that's when it all came flooding back, you know? And then that's whenever I try to tell myself, don't think about that. Think about what he's done. You're there for him. Everything like that. Like, is that enough to get through those moments just to tell yourself, don't do that? Or do you have to do other well, things um, to get through those That's moments? what I think of now. It's a learning process for him. And it's also a learning process for me throughout the whole years. You know, growing with him. I try to put myself in his shoes and what he's thinking. He didn't talk for the longest time. So growing up with him as his mom, it's like this, the littlest grunts and facial features. I'm like, okay, you want something to drink? People thought I was a magic mind reader. (laughs) I was like, no, I just know my son, you know, but I don't think that'll ever go away. The worrying. I think every parent worries about their kid, no matter what stage they're in. I'm just focused on trying to get him where he can be and where the success is for him. You sound um, practical. Yeah. The worst thing that I think I ever did was expectations for him. You know, every, every parent has their expectations for their children, but it's like, you can set goals, but don't get too hung up if they don't meet their goals right away. Because it's a, It was a long, slow journey for us to get him where he is right now. Yeah, Yeah. he was diagnosed at two, and he's 11 years old. It's a long time. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I remember going in when I was married to the IEPs, and zero of 10 of the goals hit. You know, the tears start to weld up in her eyes as we could see that it was and we didn't reach this goal and we didn't reach this goal. And then it's the next year and it's the same thing. Didn't, you know, and I just like three, four five years didn't reach one of the IEP goals. It's not easy. No, it's not. It's not easy. And the expectations were a disaster. Yeah. So I believe managing stress is really important. I mean, both of my kids are in school now, so the stress is a little off me now, you know, since they're at school majority of the day. But I believe to keep your stress under control, you have to basically take care of yourself. So you have to make sure that you're eating correctly, sleeping correctly. I know that sounds kind of easy, like, oh, I do that every day. No, like the proper amount of sleep, Mm -hmm. the proper amount of nutrients and stuff. So you can take care of your kids and level your stress. I think sleep is like the number one thing, you know? I mean, it's, it's hard for some parents to even go to sleep whenever they hit the pillow because they're sitting there constantly worrying or constantly saying, Hey, what do I have to do today or tomorrow for that matter? It's hard to just shut your brain off. (laughs) Yeah. And that's if your kid's not banging their head against the wall yeah. screaming yeah. or I totally hear that. And I've always wondered, this is just a little side tangent, but it's like, 
the birthing process is so magnificent. It's so incredible. It's so unbelievable. And then whatever it is that you believe in that helps to create that process decides that sleep deprivation is going to be part of that journey is just phenomenal. I mean, yeah. I, it's overwhelming. And then when you get that sleep, I'll re I remember when we figured out the medication that my son needed and I got a night's sleep, it was like a game changer. Mm -hmm. Do you have habits or things that you do that help you care for you? You said proper nutrition. Yeah. So I am constantly busy. I do set a, a kind of like time block. So like I said, I'm, I'm a mom of two. I have all sorts of animals as well. I've got two cats. I got three dogs and like 20 something chickens. Wow. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Between my job, I sell homes part-time. Being a realtor is great because it, it's the flexibility of, you know, creating my own schedule. What, what can I do today? But uh, managing stress, I've, I've started working out. So I work out every now and then, but there are times when I just sit on my bed and I just try to relax. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then especially in the morning, what I do is I, I do my affirmations in the morning. Okay. Like I'm so grateful to be here. You know, all the things that you take for granted a little bit and you just kind of have to remind yourself over and over, like today's going to be a good day. I'm healthy, I'm happy, and we're going to have an amazing day today. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I, um, I don't have a with me, but I kind of carry an old school planner. And I have to, I try to check through those things. Did I do the gratitude list? Did I do the different things that help me stay focused in the right direction? And I agree with the nutrition. I mean, I've, I've been on the not good side of all the things that we've discussed. And on some of them, I've made progress and it makes such a huge difference. But when I'm depressed and I don't have good coping mechanisms, I go for the thing that the bad, the junk food or the, you know, or being lazy or whatever it is, it just makes me feel worse. And so yeah. it's like, what do we need to do to help support each other to be our healthiest self? Because it makes life so much more manageable. It makes stress so much more manageable. Yeah. So tell us like in your household, what is a um, difficult day look like when the intricacies are in full bloom, if you will? I don't know what has changed with Nate, but for the past two, three weeks, we have been having great days, amazing awesome. days. So the a little peek into our difficult days, challenging days, is he comes home from school he goes straight for either his toy trains or the tablet. So when he's playing with his trains and he hasn't had a great day, he will start saying, oh, it's broken. Oh, it's broken. And I'm like, okay, well, what's wrong with it? And then his answer lately has been because of Nathan. <laughs> wow. I'm like, no, what's going on with the trains? Because of Nathan. And I said, okay. And then usually he'll throw it as hard as he can try to break it. But I have learned not to focus on what he's doing versus how can we move forward from this? Okay. I have taught him to change the batteries. He can change the batteries in his little remote train, which is great. Let's see. 
I want to say about five years ago, he used to self-harm. He used to bite himself and he used to bang his head. I mean, not just like a small oh, bang. No, it was full on the floor, bang head. Now he has a permanent little oh, wow. yes yeah. on his head. So whenever we did that and we saw his anxiousness kick in and his anger kick in, we would throw one of those little cushion helmets on him because we knew he was going to bang his head. We just wanted to prevent the harm because there was no other outlet for him to express his anger since he wasn't talking very much when he was five. But now with his anger and throwing the trains and stuff like that, I try not to acknowledge his anger very much. But it's all about gauging at the same time. Like what level of stress is this? Is that at a 10 to where it's full meltdown? Or is it at a five where he's just screaming a little bit? So at first I gauge it and then go from there. I mean, it's all about, you know, knowing what your kid's going to do, knowing what, you know, just preventing and overcoming. Yeah, that's great that you've had a a couple great weeks. What are you working on that you're excited about? I'm excited because he's always learning something new. He he loves animated movies, like all the Pixar movies. But yeah, I mean, every day is a new thing, it seems like. Since the weather has gotten better here in Texas, it's not so cold. We like to play outside a lot. He loves to go outside and jump on the trampoline. But he's always like, Mom, Mom, come outside and jump. Come outside and jump. Yeah. <laughs> Just spending uh-huh. time with him outside, not being cooped up in the house. It's a big thing for him. Uh-huh. Cause he get he gets cabin fever a lot. I do too. I identify with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um so there's just to get some more ideas of your opinions, we do kind of some one word to one sentence answers to a few questions. Are you up for it? Yeah. All right. Uh, What's the best advice you have received? Live in the moment and don't take anything for granted. What online course topic would you sign up for today if it was available? I really don't know that. I would sign up for this again. (laughs) Awesome. Do you have a top resource or recommendation to share with other parents? Um, Just reach out to your pediatrician and uh, go from there because that's where I got all of my information from. Yeah, I'm glad you had such a good experience. That's not been my experience talking with other parents is that that's I'm glad you've had a good experience. I've Mm -hmm. also heard the opposite where people are just it's just a delay. Don't worry. It's just a delay. And and it's been a frustrating experience for others. So I hope for the pediatricians that are out there listening, the difference between being supportive and then just saying it's a delay is life changing for us as parents. Mm -hmm. And um, I liked that our pediatrician that we use didn't sugarcoat anything. She told us straight how it is, you know, so that that was really nice and relieving to get a straight answer versus, oh, I don't want to hurt your feelings or, oh, I like that about her. Yeah, I agree. What's the next thing on your list that you want to add for your individual well-being? Um, next thing on my list is just to spend a lot more time with my kids. Uh-huh. 
be present in the moment and just support them 100%. You sound good or bad days. <laughs> you sound like a great mom. Your kids are lucky to have a mom who wants to add that for her well-being. Yeah. That's awesome. What's one thing you think would improve your life if you did it or had it? I really don't know about that one because I know what I have right now is working. That's great. We're all living in like a little peaceful environment here and and I love it. Can you credit anything for that? Has it always been that way? Have you No, always- no, it has it has not. Can you no. pinpoint that has helped you get to that place? I would blame myself a lot. A lot of negativity and everything and then that would just put me in a bad mood all day and blaming myself and, you know, telling myself that I have really nothing to offer my kids. Those are the dark times, you know, yeah. that nobody talks about. Just improving your self-doubt and motivating and elevating your, what is it called? Your motives and your ego, I think. Self-esteem. and yeah. Your self-esteem, yeah. Is that where the affirmations, when the affirmations yes. joined yes. your, um, your repertoire? Yes. Mm-hmm. And you feel that that's been valuable for you? Yeah, I I believe so. I mean, and also, you know, there's comparing yourself to other parents and other and comparing your kids to other kids. No, I I used to do that, and it put me such in a bad place. Still focusing on things that are negative, but focus on your kids. I focused on mine and what they have accomplished. You know, nothing good ever comes from comparing yourself or your kids. Right. Easier said than done, but I agree. That's, that's huge. Do you have a favorite product that you use for yourself or your child or your family that you just love and couldn't live without? Not that I can think on top of my head, just the kids toys and sensory toys. Oh my goodness. He loves sensory toys. But the only thing is, is that they usually end up getting broken. (laughs) Is there a, a particular toy that you can think of? That like the last toy he got and he loved was the um, the Stretch Armstrong. I don't know that one. It's like a little toy. It's rubber and it's filled with sand. And then you just sit there oh. and stretch it as far as it goes. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. And then when we're outside, you know, he loves the trampoline bubbles, you know, all these little things make him so happy. And so I'm just like, I don't know what we would do without them. That's awesome. I've really enjoyed our conversation just from what we've talked about or anything that's on your heart. Do you have anything you would say to the parents out there listening? Well, any parents that have young kids, try to focus just on your kids, not comparing yourself to others. Also, the school, I was very impressed with Nathan's school because you always worried about, is he going to get bullied? Um, Is he going to make any friends? But no, like we went for Halloween one year and it seemed like every single kid in that school would say, hi, Nate. Hi, Nathan. Hi. And I'm just like, are you popular? (laughs) You know, everybody knew his name and the amount of education that the kids have nowadays 
for autism or any other kid on the special needs is astounding. Mm -hmm. Like they know his situation. They know it just blows me away how kids these days are so friendly. That's great. And open to him. Yeah. I think we're so much more evolved than when I was a kid. Yeah. When I was a kid, the special needs was one classroom in the corner of the school where you didn't, they went on different bathroom breaks. You didn't talk to them. You didn't know anybody. Yeah. Um, now my kids, my other kids have more empathy by the age of 10 than I had it, you know, mm-hmm. a lot older. So I've appreciated our conversation today and I um, thank you for sharing your journey with us. And I'd love to stay connected and touch base down the road and, and hear how things have progressed for you and your family. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time with us today. Okay. All right. Thank you. Wonderful day. Bye. All right. Bye. This concludes our show for today. And I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts. If you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes. iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics, and the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show where they can hear that message of hope or that tip that can change everything. So follow the link in our show notes And we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again. From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long.